unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages? I'm pretty sure I am live. No, you're good now. I'm good all the time. Come on. What do you mean? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're all good now. We're always all good. Yes. Welcome to Raw and Unscripted with Christopher Rausch, the impromptu Facebook Live. Um, Want to thank you guys for being here. Yes. Tuesday night, normal time for my podcast to premiere, but quite honestly, I'll be totally transparent. I have just been super, 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 super busy. Uh, crazy busy, as a matter of fact, and uh, just juggling a lot of different things right now and uh, didn't get a chance to record this weekend, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. And uh, I told Shane, our illustrious producer extraordinaire, CEO of the Speaking to the Heart podcast network, thank you, Shane. I just said, you know what, let me just go live. Let me just go ahead and uh, not disappoint the fans and the followers and just kind of bring some content. Um, I want to be here for you guys every week. That's very important to me. Whether or not I can record a podcast and get it out to you is just being able to be here for you guys. So I appreciate you being here on this uh, wonderful Tuesday night. And so what I told Shane was that I was actually going to just come off and just kind of see what flows from my heart. A lot of things have been coming to me lately that I just kind of want to address and help you guys out as well. But first and foremost, I thank you guys for being loyal supporters for the Kick-Ass podcast and everything and, and everything that I'm doing. I really, really appreciate everything that you guys do. All the shares, all the supports, all the messages, everything you guys do is phenomenal and I just can't thank you enough. What's interesting, though, is I've had people in the last, probably really like the last month, they come to me and they're like, Chris, what do I do for relationships? Or what do I do to get my focus back? Or what do I do to stop um, procrastinating? What do I do to know what I'm going to do in life? What do I do if I can't stop thinking about the past? And it's kind of funny because I'll ask them, I said, do you listen to my podcast or do you watch the videos I put on on YouTube? And they're like, oh, well, well, you know, I, I keep meaning to and I've heard a couple, but I just haven't had time. And it's kind of interesting because as the No Excuses coach, I find it difficult and challenging for myself when people are coming to me and asking me for advice when there's plenty of advice out there. I wanted to take this opportunity and just kind of just for everybody's benefit, just really recap the reason why I started the Raw and Unscripted podcast was for a few reasons. Number one, and first and foremost, is I wanted to give you guys building blocks of what it takes to truly have a kick-ass, unstoppable life, how to have that confidence, but really how to reshape your perspectives and your perceptions about your past, present, and your future. That's instrumental. If you could change how you see your past and your present, and especially your future, the world is your oyster. And that's letting go of negative beliefs. That's doing a lot of rebuilding of your, of your foundational beliefs. That's giving different meanings to your past experiences. Now, a lot of us go through life, and I'm guilty of this too, is that we associate current situations with past experiences. So for example, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now that's pushing me out of my comfort zone. Uh, the 75 hard is pushing me out of my comfort zone. Launching this group coaching this week is getting me out of my comfort zone. Um, website updates, LinkedIn changes, consulting. A lot of things are pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I tend to go back to, we compare ourselves. We compare either ourselves to somebody else or we compare ourselves to another point in time in our life. 
And quite often we'll compare ourselves to a point in our life where we made a mistake or we made a failure or something kind of lasts and it kind of prevents us from moving forward because we don't want to take that risk. We don't want to have that exposure again, that vulnerability of like, fuck, here I went again and I tried it and I failed or I fucked up. And that goes for me too. I mean, I've got coaches right now. I've got two coaches at the very least. I've got accountability partners. And they're like, Chris, you have to get past that fear of success. You have to get past that fear of failure. You have to get past all these different things. And realistically, if I look back and I have a dry erase board here in my, in my studio that just recaps all the different shows. And I found myself looking at it this weekend when I was like kind of going into a negative zone. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've talked about show number two was all about perfectionism and procrastination, right? Me always trying to be perfect. That's one of the reasons why I didn't start the podcast right away because as Shane knows, I was trying to be perfect. I wanted everything to be right, all the camera angles and all this different shit. But realistically, I could just turn on my phone and record a podcast. So perfectionism, and we talked about that in the second episode. Episode number four, we talked about legacy and eulogy. How do we know where we're gonna go if we don't have a plan set? And what's interesting, and even if you guys can raise your hands here, you guys have been loyal followers. How many of you have written your eulogy? How many of you? I'm looking at the comments. How many of you actually have written your eulogy? So my point is this, there's a ton of information out there that we're just not utilizing and we're hoping, wishing and praying and we're playing the someday game that we think we're gonna figure it all out when <clears throat> all the information is right there for us. All you have to do is just go through these episodes in order and apply all the principles and all the tactics in your everyday life and you will continue to become unstoppable. You will continue to gain confidence. I'm at a point now in my life where I am truly feeling my groove back again. The 75 hard has reestablished a lot of beliefs in myself that I had lost. But if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what your legacy is, if you don't know where you wanna end up, who you wanna end up with, where you wanna live, what kind of job you have, what kind of money you want, how you're gonna invest it, your health. If you don't have that belief and that clear picture right now, all you're doing is existing in life. Now I talk about living versus existing. And I find so many people are just existing and they're playing the someday game. Oh, someday when the kids are growing older or someday when I've got this talent or someday when I feel better or someday when this person's not in my life. We play the someday game, but let me tell you, life goes by really fast, really, really fast. I'm 50 years old and it blows my mind because it just goes by like that. So unless you have that clear picture and that, that, that understanding of where it is that you wanna go, how do you shape every day? How do you shape your decisions and the actions that you take if you're not working towards a specific goal? I don't know if you guys remember this. A lot of you guys are a little bit older like myself. How many of you guys remember a Thomas Brothers map book, right? It was a Thomas Brothers map book. And if you went anywhere, literally this is before GPS and phones and all that other crazy shit. If you had to go somewhere, you had to go look at a map book and go, okay, I'm gonna go to this thing, okay, C4, B, okay, you go to the coordinates, you go, okay, that's where I'm going, and then you follow the map thing, and you follow, you flip all the pages, and you're like, okay, here I am, and I gotta get to here. So then you navigate your way to your destination. Your eulogy and your legacy is that map. And if you don't know where you're going, then you're just kind of just meandering like, oh, maybe I'll go here, maybe I'll go here. And weeks turn into months, months turn into years, and years, if you don't do anything, will turn into regrets. And you guys see all my posts where I talk about no regrets, no excuses, unstoppable kick-ass, right? Regrets scare the shit out of me. 
So much so that I'm taking so many risks right now and I'm changing my attitude and I'm changing the actions and I'm changing the behaviors of myself because I would rather make a million failures and a million mistakes and die trying than get to the end of the road and look back and say, wow, I could have been somebody different. I could have been, uh, I could have accomplished something different. Now, if you guys know me for a while, you know I follow a guy named Ed Milet. Check out his podcast. He's an awesome, awesome dude, Ed Milet. And he talks about one of his worst fears is meeting himself as he could have been later in life. So say, for example, you're 80 years old and you meet yourself as the person that you could have been if you would have applied yourself. You meet the person that you could have been if you would have suffered and gone through all the stress and all the hard work and all the sacrifice to become that person. Wouldn't that be the worst shit in the world? Like for example, if I met myself and I'm 80 years old and I stayed complacent and I still did everything and I meet this guy and he's an internationally known speaker, he's published five books, he has amazing group coaching, amazing one-on-one clients, doing workshops and camping retreats and he's fucking just on fire, he's got lots of toys and all this other stuff, he's helping lots of people and here I am going, yeah, I should have started that podcast back in 2008 or whatever it was, right? So think about that. That's That's gotta be your worst fear is meeting the person you could have been if you had just applied yourself. We talk about in episode number five, self-worth, right? I meet so many people when they sit there and say, oh, I want this and I want that. I'll simply ask them a question. Do you think you deserve that? If you can't answer that like that, yeah, yes, I deserve success. I Yes, I deserve love. Yes, I deserve happiness. Yes, I deserve health. If you have to sit there and think about it, that's fucked up. You deserve it no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done. Today is a brand new day. The past, you cannot touch the past. You cannot feel the past. The past is just shit up in here. So my point is this. When I talk about reframing your perspective, if you look back and say, oh, all that stuff happened to me. Oh, me. Oh, poor me. You know, I had this shit happen when I was nine years old. Yes, bad things happen to us. But if you look at those situations and you reframe your perspective about it that it happened for you and it happened for you to learn something and you continue to do those things, then you continue to grow, right? I ask people, I said, do you learn from your mistakes? Sometimes I get people that kind of think about it, but most people say, yeah, I learned from my mistakes. And I'm like, well, why don't we make more? We play it easy. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to take chances. We don't want to leave people behind. We don't want to do all these different things. But what's the end result going to be? Regret, right? There was one time I was coaching somebody and they came to me and they heard me talk like on one of these things and they said, you keep saying that everything happens for you and not to you. And they talked about how they were victimized by a family member when they were younger. And I totally understood and, and totally gave them the respect and the proper warmth that I wanted to. But I asked them, I said, listen, I said, what can you do out of that situation? What can, how can you take that situation and make it perceived to be positive? And they thought about it and they thought about it and I'm like, do you think other people are going, do you think other little girls are going through that right now? Do you think other little girls could use a mentor, somebody like yourself who's now successful and and gotten past most of that stuff? Don't you think that you could use all that bad experience and all the therapy and all the things that you've done in your life? Couldn't you be a big sister or a mentor to those little girls and kind of get them through that, that maybe they need that person because they're not going to wind up as good off as you? I'm going to read all the comments a little bit. And she stopped and she was like, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, yeah, you, what happened to you was fucked up and it was stupid and it's, you know, and I wish it would never happen. But if you take that situation and you try to reframe it as something positive or something that you can do good with, 
I'm not going to say positive, but if you could take it and reshape it and make it your life's mission to make it like to stop that and to stop victimization and, and get help for family members who might be like that, then it becomes a passion. It becomes a purpose. It doesn't become a victim situation. It becomes a victor situation. So you really have to think about how you're looking at those things. I mean, God's honest truth. I was homeless at the age of 13. I was a seventh grade dropout. I was digging in trash cans. I was stealing from from grocery stores and liquor stores. I was smoking cigarettes. I was doing drugs. I was drinking. I was hanging around gang members. I was fighting. I was doing all sorts of stuff. I could sit there and look back on my life. I was abused. I was neglected. I was abandoned. I mean, you the list goes on. I mean, my coach told me, she goes, you literally are unstoppable because you've always been in survival mode. But Given all that, I could easily go back and say, yeah, you know, poor me, I had all this stuff happen. But yeah, it happened, but I wouldn't be the person I am today if that shit didn't happen. And yes, would I have wanted a great life and a perfect childhood and a mom and a dad and all that other great stuff? Yes, but I'm the person I am today because I chose to make it mean something and I chose to make a decision one night when I was sleeping in the backseat of a station wagon and the only thing I said is one day I'm gonna have a home and nobody's gonna be able to take it away from me. And when I was 30 years old, 31, I bought my first house the same year I graduated with my master's degree. So how does a seventh grade homeless dropout who has had all that shit happen to him sit here and have all this, this opportunity and this abundance? Because I chose to reframe myself. I chose to have self-worth. I chose to make things mean something. And that's, again, what I'm doing with my life right now. So if you're looking at things as failures or mistakes and you're afraid of doing those things and taking risks you're gonna wind up with regrets. I mean, the sooner you do it, the sooner you become more comfortable with it, the sooner you're gonna become stronger and the sooner you're gonna become more confident and you're gonna wanna tackle more and more things. We talked about anxiety, we talked about procrastination again. We talked about pain. For those of us who struggle with mental and physical pain, I'm doing the 75 hard. I just came back from my 45 minute workout. I'm halfway through my 75 hard program and my right side is numb and in pain. I mean, to the point where it just really fucking hurts. But how do we reshape our perspective to pain, right? If I sat there and said and took everybody's advice like, oh, you should take it easy, you shouldn't work out, you shouldn't be doing the 75 hard thing, that's too much, it's too hard, you have a day job, you have all this other stuff. I'm not listening to that, I'm going with my gut because I know that sometimes we think that pain is something as a warning sign that we should step back and take it easy. But let me just ask you this, when I think about this, it's becoming less and less because I'm pushing through it and what I'm doing is I make all the muscles and all the ligaments around the area that's weak stronger. So where most people are sitting there looking at pain and going, oh yeah, I shouldn't do that. I'm looking at it as like, maybe pain is a signal that I need to strengthen everything else around my hip and that's gonna make it better. God's honest truth, for four days this weekend, I walked without hardly any pain. It was amazing. Today I've got it. So maybe I can go another four days, but I'm pushing through it. I'm not letting pain hold me back. Mental pain or physical pain, I'm reshaping that as, hey, I'm alive. I may have told this story before. I had a friend of a friend, um, who I've known for a long time. He got drunk one night and he tripped over his daughter's wooden table and um, he was drunk and he fell on the table and the, um, the table, the wood uh, severed his spinal cord and he wound up uh, paralyzed from the neck down. You know, it's really a tragic, tragic situation. Um, I still try to keep up on it a little bit. I think somebody's watching who actually knows about this, uh, Barbara. Um, and one day I was walking, it was before my back surgery, and I thought, and I was sitting there complaining, I'm like, fuck, this is not right, and this bums me out, and why am I in so much pain, and I've been healthy, and then it struck me. It struck me, and it stayed with me. I'm like, Mike would love this pain, because Mike can't feel anything from his shoulders down, right? I've got pain in my leg. That means I'm alive. That means I'm not paralyzed. 
So just reshaping every little situation as possible as you can, not being Pollyanna and putting rose-colored glasses on, but it was like, hey, I'm thankful I have pain. Some people will say, oh man, what, I can't remember there's a condition that, that's called where people don't feel pain. And I've had people tell me like, oh my God, wouldn't that be so great if you didn't feel any pain? But guess what? What happens to these people? They injure themselves constantly because they don't know if they're touching a hot stove. They don't know what they're doing because they can't feel any pain. If you just start bending your hand backwards and you can't feel it, then you break your hand, right? So change the way you think about things and the things you think about start to change. We've talked about confidence. We've talked about fear. I mean, fear, false expectations appearing real. False expectations appearing real. 99% of all fears are all up here and they never happen. I was just talking with a guy today that said he was watching his son get a tetanus shot and got clammy hands and felt like he was gonna pass out. I'm like, it's a shot, it's a needle, it just goes boom, and the guy has tattoos. I'm like, why Why are you, what's your fear? Have you ever, I asked him, I said, have you ever been hurt by a needle? He says, no. I'm like, it's all in your brain. If you reshape that, you're gonna be able to make it and you're gonna have a different perspective about it. I have to give myself an injection every week. I hate it, but it's a little pinprick and it gets over with and it's done. I mean, that's that's life. So, I mean, talking about your fears, you know, you have to go towards them. I have a lot of, I won't say fears right now, but I have a lot of things that I'm passionate about that I'm working towards. And I know whether or not they're successful this time around, they might be successful next time around, but I'm letting go of that fear and I'm changing that fear into excitement because the more I quote unquote fail or the more I make mistakes, the more I learn and the more I grow. I mean, you guys know I had the Kick-Ass Radio Show for two and a half years. You guys know I've done a lot of speaking and coaching and I've been successful in all these different areas and here I am coming back and I'm taking it to the next level. And that's scary in some respects because I don't want to go through that disappointment again. I don't want to go through that dark period that I went through when I pretty much parked myself on the side of the road of life and went, okay, well, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. I didn't succeed. Well, that's because I didn't try hard enough. That's because I gave up. When you think about Thomas Edison, how long did it take him to figure out the light bulb? When you think about Walt Disney, you think about Michael Jordan, you think about all these famous people that continued to try and try and try and become successful. I've been listening to so many podcasts and reading so many books in the last year to get myself mentally prepared for this so that I could share it with you that I have learned that success can happen for all of us, for all of us. You just have to keep pushing, keep trying, don't give up. Go through those fears. If you got a fear, let's go do it, right? Within reason. I mean, don't walk along a 20-story building on the edge because you're afraid of heights and like, woohoo, I'm gonna do this. But if you have a fear of heights, go skydiving. I mean, it's probably the greatest thing you could do. We've talked about discouragement, how to deal with discouragement. We've talked about how to set goals. I mean, it blows my mind when I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I've got some goals. I'm like, are they written down? No. I'm like, go listen to episode 12. I said, go listen to episode, actually go listen to episode four and then go listen to episode 12 and then go back and listen to episode 10 about fear. You see what I'm saying? All of these things build on each other. So if you truly wanna be kick-ass unstoppable, if you truly wanna have that confidence and that congruency in your life, all of it is in my podcast. All of it is out there on Google and YouTube. There's no excuse. Anytime I find something, I go on Google and I go on YouTube and I figure it out. I've been studying high-performance individuals for the last six months. Guys like David Goggins, guys like uh, James the Iron Cowboy Lawrence, um, the guy who did 30 ultra triathlons in 30 days. So I've been studying all this stuff and finding out, okay, why are these people able to push past their pain? Why are they able to push past their self-limitations? And it's just, you have to break through that barrier. And once you break through that, like I'm going to, 
it's like, I made it. It's like that meme that I, I post every once in a while, the guy you know, chipping away and there's two guys, one's at the top, one's at the bottom, and the one guy is like almost there and he turns around and he leaves because he doesn't think he's gonna get the gold. It's part of three feet from gold, it's Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Um, see, that's how much, I mean, if you haven't read that book, read it. It's amazing. It's right there, right there. You wanna read a book? I mean, I got books all over the place. Your Best Self, there's another book. I got all sorts of books. Um, but my point is the information is out there. You have to go after it. We've talked about focus and belief. That was a great one. I put RAF on the side of it because I put raw as fuck. Focus and belief. What is your focus? What is your belief? What are you focusing on? When you wake up in the morning, what is your first thought? If your first thought is like, oh crap, I gotta go to work today. Then how is your day gonna frame up? What are you focusing on? I have a book, I didn't bring it in here, but it's a nice little journal. I got it off of Amazon. On one side, you write down what you're grateful for today, and on the other side, you write your intentions for the next day. So when I wake up in the morning, I actually read that, what my intentions were. I did that this morning, and I look down at it, and my intentions are, you know, for all these different things. That's my focus. If you wake up and you focus on shit that's gonna go wrong or shit you're not looking forward to, then guess what? Your subconscious mind is gonna find evidence to see, yep, Chris, you were right. Yep, traffic's gonna suck today. Yep, everybody's gonna be in a bad mood. Yep, you're not gonna be productive today. So what is your focus? Is your focus on mediocrity and complacency and laziness and short-term gratification? Or is your focus on long-term results, dedication, commitment, sacrifice, pushing yourself to achieve the goals that you want that I've talked about in episode number four? What is your legacy? My legacy is that I'm gonna be an awesome dad, I'm gonna set a great example for my son, and I'm gonna help the world become stronger and more confident and not listen to all this bullshit that's going on around them and create you know, a truly kick-ass, unstoppable world. That's my goal. I wanna, I wanna have schools that teach kids how to have relationship skills and communication skills and how to set goals. I wanna do a lot of different things. That's my legacy. So that's why I'm driven even more than I've been in the last five years to accomplish this and I will accomplish this. Whether it's next year or five years from now, I'm not giving up because I'm gonna set the example and I know I can do it. We've talked about garbage in, garbage out. Again, what you think is what you manifest. I mean, the law of attraction is real. If you watch The Secret, no, you can't just stare at a picture of a red bicycle and have it come true. But if you sit there and manifest in your brain what you want and you visualize what it is that you're gonna succeed in, you actually mentally prepare yourself and you feel that, you will achieve it. You just have to hang in there through the bad times. You have to hang in there, especially when people, your quote unquote friends and your family are telling you, oh, that's stupid and oh, don't do that. You have to tell them, thank you very much for your opinion, but A, I didn't ask for it, and B, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And C, I'd like your support, and if I don't get your support, then D, I might have to let you go. Yes, I did just say that. People either have to be with you or they're against you. And that's the cold, hard truth, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm here to deliver, raw truth, kick-ass unstoppable, you might not have the right people in your life. If those people are telling you what you're doing is stupid, oh, you'll never achieve that, why are you doing that? They're coming from a fear-based anxiety because misery loves company. And I tell you what, friends, family, whatever it is, wish them well. I have had to wish some people well recently and it sucks, but I'm not gonna be tied down by bullshit anymore. I'm not gonna be tied down by people who don't fucking get it, people who are victims, people who are lazy, people who don't have the wherewithal to get their life going. I don't want to be a part of that because guess what? I'm a very empathic person and I tend to take on everybody else's pain as my own and then I try to sort that out when I'm not even dealing with my own shit. Can I get a hell yeah if there's anybody else out there that's like that? 
You know, how many of you guys take on other people's pain and then you feel so overwhelmed you don't want to do shit and you want that short-term gratification. You want that beer, you want that glass of Jack Daniels or you want to go shopping or you want to go sleep with 25 people or you want to binge watch whatever the fuck's on Netflix because you're taking on everybody else's. I'm not doing that anymore. It's like, here's the roadmap. You know what to do. You're an adult. If you don't do it, then I'm sorry, I can't help you. You have to help yourself and you have to be in a position like that where you take yourself more as a priority than you do anybody else. And that's one of the biggest issues I see still with people is they put their kids first, they put their husband first, they put their mom first, they put their job first. You have to put you first. You are number one. Just like the airplane thing with the thing that comes down, they don't say to put it on your friend or your family or even your son or your daughter. They tell you to put it on yourself because you have to take care of yourself first. You have to be strong. You have to be independent. You have to be healthy. You have to be getting proper nutrition, proper sleep, exercise, reading, growing your mind. Things I'm doing on the 75 Hard program, which I'll talk about in just a minute. We talked about communication. Huge. I sit there and watch people having conversations and I laugh because they think that they're understanding each other and I could totally tell that neither person's understanding or one person's understanding. You need to have communication in your life to be successful. You have to be able to negotiate with people. If you wanna be successful, if you wanna be an entrepreneur, if you wanna be successful in your business, in your work, whatever it is, you need to have communication skills, ladies and gentlemen. And out of that, you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to listen. You have to say, Chris, so what I've heard you say so far is that I have to be make sure I put myself as number one, I have to push past my fears, and I have to stop accepting other people's bullshit, right? Just as simple as that, because when you paraphrase back to somebody and you say, hey, listen, this is what I understood you saying, I care enough about this to make sure that I get it. And you say it back to the person, and that person has two opportunities. They can sit there and go, yeah, 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 you got it when maybe you didn't and that's their fault, then they they suck and if you do see them doing that, then you need to take responsibility and go, wait a minute, I don't feel like we're spending enough time on this topic. Is now a good time or should I come back and we revisit this? But I wanna make sure that you are on the same page because so many people make assumptions about shit. I've seen people like literally, it's textbook. There's a blah, 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 blah. I see the selective hearing going on and it's like, okay, and then they're like, okay, I got it. And I could tell by the body language on the one person who's listening or receiving the information, they didn't get it. They got selective hearing. They probably heard 17 words out of 50 and went, uh, yeah, I got it. And they don't wanna be honest and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I was thinking about 75 different things while you were talking. Let me reframe myself and let me listen. But we don't take that responsibility. Maybe I should do a podcast on responsibility. We just go, okay, I got to figure it out. And then we move on and then we fuck up and then we have to go back and apologize or sometimes we don't apologize. But there we are, communication, episode number 15. If you're not a good communicator, if you don't know how to communicate, go back and listen to that. We've talked about letting go, letting go of the past, letting go of people, letting go of beliefs. If you're sitting there hanging on to all those things, guess what, you can't move forward. It's like when you see overweight people and they've lost 100 pounds and you tell them to put that 100 pound backpack back on, they never realized how much it was that they were carrying, right? I've carried a lot of shit in my life. I've carried a lot of anger. I've carried a lot of resentment. I've carried a lot of different things and I've let a lot of that go. I still have it there, but it's a work in process and I just continue to let things go. As a matter of fact, let me see if I, I think it's right here. Uh, no, but actually this is a good book too. It's called The Sedona Method. Your Key to Lasting Happiness, Success, Peace, and Emotional Well-Being. Awesome book. I thought it was my other book, Letting Go. But there we are, uh, episode number 16. We talked about letting things go. That is so important. You can't move forward if you're still dragging that old stuff behind. We talked about organization and time management. People come to me like, Chris, how do you do it? I'm like, well, I get up at three o'clock in the morning and I go work out and I start my job at five o'clock and I do these things and I push and 
I make this sacrifice now, or what I would call an investment in myself and everything that I want to do because eventually I will get to a spot where I can relax and I can enjoy my fruits of my labor. But right now, it's all about organizational time management. With the 75 hard, I have had to literally make time and find time in the stupidest little areas. For example, I'll, I'll run my son's bath water and I know that that bath water takes about five minutes or so to fill. And in that five minutes, I'll shoot over here to my studio and I'll take my daily progress picture and I'll do a couple other things real quick in that five minutes and I'll get it done. So when you think about, we have five minutes here, we have 10 minutes there, all those things add up and you can actually become really super productive when you think about it. I mean, just the mere fact of just taking one task one action every single day for 365 days. If you just wrote one page, if you wanted to write a book and you wrote one page every single day for 365 days, you would have a huge book, right? People say, oh, I don't have time to write a book. I'm like, get a digital voice recorder. I don't have it here. Get a digital voice recorder, record into it, get Dragon Naturally Speaking, transcribe it, and there you have it, right? It's just about becoming resourceful. It's becoming accountable and responsible for what it is you wanna do. We all have 24 hours in the day. Don't tell me that Tony Robbins isn't a busy guy. He has 24 hours in the day, he gets shit done. Of course, he has assistants and stuff like that. I don't, but you get my picture. We talked about expectations. We talked a lot about different subjects here on the Raw and Unscripted podcast. And all of it is designed for me to share my experiences, the things that have worked for me, the things that have worked for my coaching clients, the things that I've experienced personally to help you guys because the more I teach you guys and the more I help, the more I'm fulfilling my legacy of what it is that I wanna leave a mark on the world. And the God's honest truth, if something happened to me tomorrow, I would feel great about my life. I would feel great about the last year of my life because I have stepped up in so many ways. I'm back in the game. I'm busting my ass. I'm making the investments and in coaching, uh, making the sacrifices and all these things because I'm in it to win it. And let me just talk about 75 hard for a second. For those of you who aren't familiar with it or may have forgotten, 75 hard is um, clean diet. So I'm pr pretty much doing keto right now no booze and no sugar. So I haven't had any booze, no sugar, except for sugar like in fruit or um, sugar substitutes like stevia in 37 days. Two workouts a day, 45 minutes each, one of them has to be outside. So literally I'm working out, I two workouts a day. So whatever 37 times two is, I've done that many workouts in the last 37 days. That is a ball buster. It's not that much, but when you have my schedule, there was one day last week, two weeks ago, I was awake for 27 hours. I still did my two workouts. There was another day I was up first. I was at work for 17 hours. I still did my two workouts. I still did everything. You have to drink a gallon of water. Uh, you have to read 10 pages of a personal development book. I've already read a book and a half in 37 days because I tend to read more than 10 pages, but it takes me about 40 minutes to read 10 pages because I'm a very slow reader and a daily progress picture. So those five things in 37 days have literally reshaped my confidence, proven to myself that I am a badass, proven to myself that I can make things happen if you want it bad enough. And that's the key, ladies and gentlemen, is you have to want something bad enough. Only 1% of the people who start the 75 hard program finish it. And I've had people tell me, I, literally I was quite surprised because when I first heard about the program, it's by Andy Frisella, by the way. Um, you can check him out, uh, MFCEO Project, you can find it. Uh, or if you want, just email me, uh, send me a message and I'll send you the details. When he first talked about it, I'm like, that sounds easy. But when you start doing these things, and the first couple of days it's fun because everybody's cheering you and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get to day 12 and you're like, shit, 
I can't have a drink. I can't have a cheeseburger. The water's fine, everything else is fine. The two workouts a day has been a challenge for me because of my pain and because of everything else I'm doing, but I make it happen. I make it happen. You are no different than me. I am no different than you. It's just a matter of me just deciding that I've had enough. And that's one of the big things I wanna tell you guys here. I've been called the master motivator. I've been called, you know, all these different positive things like, you know, you inspire me or you motivate me. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna give you a secret for, for spending your time with me tonight. The greatest motivator, you wanna hear it? The greatest motivator is pain. We do things for two reasons, to avoid pain or to gain pleasure, right? There comes a point in your life where either you proactively get yourself to that spot of pain where you change or the world and life will give you that pain. The pain of staying the same, the pain of staying lazy, the pain of putting up with somebody else's bullshit for 10 years when you should have just called it off 10 years ago and you might have met the person of your dreams and be super happy right now instead of miserable. The pain of, of not taking care of your health. All of a sudden you go to the doctor and you find out you have diabetes. And then five years later, you got, you know, your, your limbs are going numb. You got neuropathy, you got retinitis, pigmentosa, you got diabetes, whatever it is. That's the pain that you're gonna to have to make the change of, but then it's gonna be a reactionary situation just to try to stay copacetic. But that's my job as your no excuses coach is to get you to that spot and that visualization of the pain. If you stay the same, this is how your life is gonna turn out. One of the exercises that I do is I tell the person, I say, write yourself a letter as yourself from 70 years old if you stay the same and just tell yourself how miserable you are. Or you could do it differently and say, here you are at 70 years old and you've accomplished the dreams that you wanted to do. And you go write that letter back to yourself now. And you say, hey, listen, Chris, you stayed the same. You're miserable, you're bored, you've lost your job, you've gained 50 pounds, you've lost everybody in your life because you got miserable and you got bitchy, right? That pain, that's what I'm talking about. So pain is exciting. Pain is something we need to go forward to because it causes us to grow. Just listen to David Goggins, I mean, the guy is, Unbelievable! I don't aspire to be like David Goggins. I don't aspire to be, any, be anybody but myself. But that's really the critical part is, I mean, you just have to rebuild your foundations. Um, you have to rebuild your beliefs and you have to stay consistent with it and you can't give up. That's really why I wanted to come to you guys tonight with and let you know that because here we are October 8th and before we know it, it's gonna be January 2020. January 2020. Now for me, this time last year, going through a lot of stuff and I decided to make these changes. One change, one promise that I made to myself, and this is critical, is I made a promise that 2019 would not be a repeat of the last four years. And I had kind of said that before. Oh, like next year I'm gonna do this and make the plans and do all those things, but it really wasn't there. It wasn't here in my heart. Last year I said 2019 will not be the same year. And granted, I got back surgery January 16th. I got through all that. I've had some other things happen. And I start. I was doing pretty good, launched the podcast, got that going. And then I was kind of just I was doing some stuff. And that's when I did 75 hard because I was like, you know what? I promised myself that 2019 would not be the same year. And within two days, I've known about the program since March. Within two days, I started it on September 2nd. I just said, you know what? I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do it and best thing I've done. Yes, challenging, difficult, whatever you wanna say, but rewarding as fuck. Yes, rewarding. Because when you stop putting up with your own bullshit, guess what? You stop putting up with other people's bullshit. 
because you don't have time for it. If you're taking on your own, then you kind of feel like you got to take on everybody else as well. You know, I'm kind of being lazy or doing this thing or that thing or coasting and so-and-so is too. So we'll just kind of just commiserate together. But when you stop taking your own bullshit and most importantly, when you keep a promise to yourself, if you just do that in life, if you make a promise to yourself and you keep it, just imagine how much happier you're gonna be. Just imagine how much more successful you're gonna be. Just imagine how many more cool people you're gonna attract in your life. If you have shitty people in your life right now, probably need to take a look in the mirror and say, hey, listen, am I allowing this? What kind of person am I being? What kind of person am I holding my values up to, right? So often we wanna do the blame thing, right? We do the whole thing, you know, I'm gonna blame, but there's three fingers pointing back at me. I really don't like that one, it's kinda of weird, but it's true, I mean, we have to take responsibility for the things in our life. We have to take the action for that. And that's why I really wanted to come to you tonight. Again, off the cuff, from my heart, just wanted to recapture that because it's critical. 2020 is coming up. I've got a lot of exciting things I'm doing, launching my group coaching next week, only taking 10 people, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. I've had people reaching out to me for that. Um, working with somebody to do some uh, some sales for me, to, do, to try to get keynote speeches. Uh, I wanna start doing retreats, camping retreats. Um, I'm offering two-day intensives here in my house. Like somebody can come here and stay with me for two days and just get freaking downloaded. And we're just gonna just hammer it out, stay at my house, go in my pool, hang out, have dinner, have drinks, go for a hike, two days with me. So I'm doing all these different things because I want to achieve my goals, but I want you guys to achieve your goals too. And together we can do that. So that's really my message is don't let 2020 be another year. Make your mind up now. Don't wait until January. Oh, I got my New Year's resolutions. Make them now. That's why I'm starting my group program in November because that way we're gonna have all the goals and then by January we're hit the ground running, right? So, so often we have our goals and then we kind of meander and we get started, oh, maybe in summer. You gotta get going. So number one, know what your legacy is, know what your end path is. Number two, Figure out what you have to give up or what you have to sacrifice to make the investment in yourself, to grow yourself, to change your diet, change your attitude, change your lifestyle, change your job, change your relationships, change whatever's not working for you so that you can truly be happy and not have those regrets.